Nine rounds of golf for $90? Yep. The Minnesota Golf Passport is back and available now at garagelogic.com. As a golf passport card holder, you're entitled to nine 18 whole rounds of golf for just one low price of $90. Supplies are limited, so just go to garagelogic.com and type keyword passport. A $300 golf value for just 90 bucks. Now you got it. GarageLogic.com. Keyword passport. The Wild Red Boston tonight. Did Johnny mention that? Uh, Johnny Hype was very full of all sorts of sports information, including the Timberwolves streaks. That, was, that, that dates back to January of 09. Yes. Winning five in a row. Yes, sir. The gunman who opened fire on a Texas church recently began working as a security guard at a vacation resort near his home outside of San Antonio, a manager at the resort said today. Claudia Verabedian told the Associated Press that Devin Kelly had been working at Summit Vacation Resort in New Braunfels for the past month and a half and seemed like a nice guy. She said he worked unarmed on his shift as the day security guard and didn't give her any problems. I had no complaints. I was shocked as anyone else said Varja Bedian, however the hell you say her Mm -hmm. name. Varga? The Riverdale Resort in the Texas Hill Country is near Kelly's apartment home off a rural highway in New Braunfels, about 35 miles from Sutherland Springs. He had a history of trouble before he opened fire Sunday. He had been discharged from the Air Force for assaulting his wife and child. Uh, he served 12 months confinement after it. We, we're learning more about this guy than we know about Stephen. Uh, who's the Vegas guy? Uh, Pad, um, Paddock? Yes. He served 12 months confinement after a 2012 court martial. He ultimately received a bad conduct uh, discharge. Uh, Kelly previously had been charged with misdemeanor animal cruelty in East Central Colorado. To me, that's a flag. You don't mm-hmm. hurt animals. Right. Uh, court records in El Paso County indicate Kelly was cited on August 1, 2014, when he lived in a mobile home park near Colorado Springs. He was given a deferred probationary sentence and was ordered to pay 368 bucks in restitution. Uh, they don't tell us uh, what he did. Cited on The Denver Post reports court records indicate someone was granted a protection order against Kelly on January 15, 2015, also in El Paso County. And again, uh, I find it uh, very uh, credible uh, to figure out a way for this country to deny uh, people with protection orders against them from buying a weapon. I, I realize you can go out in the street, but I'm just saying you come into my gun shop I need that information. You mm-hmm. you have had a protection order against you. I don't have to sell to you. Uh, a U.S. official told the AP that Kelly does not appear to be linked to organized terror groups. The official said investigators are looking at social media posts Kelly may have made in days before Sunday's attack, including one that appeared to show AR-15-style semi-automatic weapon. Uh, local records of an August traffic ticket issued in New Braunfels, Texas for an expired registration and not having auto insurance gave a birth date that would make him 26. Uh, Neighbors said they heard intense gunfire coming from the direction of his address in recent days. 
It was really loud at first. I thought someone was blasting, said Ryan Alber, 16, who lives across the road. It had to be coming from somewhere pretty close. It was definitely not just a shotgun or someone hunting. It was someone using automatic weapon fire. Uh, a person matching Kelly's name and date of birth also registered in 2014 to vote in California with an address listed in Colorado Springs, home of the U.S. Air Force Academy. The Colorado Secretary of State's office lists that registration now as inactive. Uh, According to Texas Department of Public Safety Regional Director Freeman Martin, the gunman arrived at a Valero gas station near the First Baptist Church of Sutherland Springs around 1120 yesterday morning. He was dressed in black, wearing tactical gear and a ballistic vest. He crossed the street to the church, left his vehicle, and started firing a Ruger AR assault-type rifle at the church. Then he entered the church and fired. As he left the church, the shooter met an unidentified area resident, who we now know to be... Well, Williford. Williford. uh, With his own rifle, who pursued him because he jumped in Langeford's truck. Mm Mm-hmm. The suspect was found dead in the vehicle near the border between Wilson and Guadalupe counties. Wilson County Sheriff Joe Tackett said investigators believe he died of a self-inflicted gunshot wound. So he was a security at a resort. Yeah. Anybody happen to see the uh, opening monologue Saturday night of Saturday Night Live? I did not, and I wish I would. I'm going to go back and watch it. Larry David was the host. And I hadn't watched the opening monologue to Saturday Night Live for 100 years. Mm -hmm. And I thought, oh, Larry David, what the heck? Got some promise, maybe? It it, it went to the darkest place. He started telling Holocaust jokes, and they weren't funny. I didn't know this. He, he, (sighs) what? He played it like this. He, There's no angle for Holocaust jokes, Larry. Well, he alluded to the fact that most of the most prominent sexual predators lately have been Jewish. And he he tiptoed around that in order to get a laugh because he, of course, is Jewish. And uh, he said he's always wanted to be a good Jew. He's always wanted to, so far, so good. That's Okay, that's funny. And then he said, you know, I've always been obsessed with women. And I wonder if I was born in Poland at the time of Hitler. If I would have been checking out women at the concentration camp. Oh. And then he said, because there's really no good opening lines in a concentration camp. (laughs) I mean, you go up to somebody, what do you say? How you doing? That is so. It's off limits. And and people don't want to laugh at a holocaust. Even if it's funny. The the audience was, the, the, the laughter would have to be described as extremely nervous laughter. I gave him the polite response, but it wasn't hearty. Mm-hmm. Well, he's he's a hell of a lot funnier than that, too. He could make something to uh, hilariously funny and without doing Holocaust jokes. Holocaust jokes. What? Mm-hmm. Well, How was the I, rest I, of his performance? I, I only saw it. I turned it off. Oh. As a result of that? Basically. Or it was just time for you to go to bed? No, basically. what? No, I could have stayed up because you got the hour. You, you, know, got, you got an no. hour of house money, huh? No. 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 Right. I'm banking this one, Why baby. do you think I was watching it? <laughs> so I watched it, and I thought, I suppose because he's Larry David, he's going to get away with it. And there's been an outburst on what's so 
ridiculously called social media uh, firing well, firing back at him. But uh, it made me, uh, it, it unnerved me. Uh, well, like, uh, again, and then talking about hitting on someone at the, you know. He said, would I be checking out women in the camp? I think I would. However, there are no good opening lines in a concentration camp. You know, been here long. Right, it does not. <laughs> it just that's not. It's terrible. And he tried those. You know, you been been here long. How you doing? If any chance if we get out of here, what I can buy it and then night? name some Jewish food I can't pronounce. A kanish. Or yeah, yeah. Get out of here, soup. buy a kanish. Uh, oh, Larry, that's really a bummer. But how did Lorne Michaels sign off on that? Because it's Larry David. Probably because it's Larry David. Okay, well, okay, okay wait now. Uh, and it's the first time, apparently, Saturday Night Live has deigned to take on Harvey Weinstein. They've okay. been waiting and waiting and waiting. Maybe they were waiting for a fellow Jew to be, so they could say, well, it was Larry David who, who ripped you, Harvey. wasn't uh, right. wasn't us, you know. Uh, Seinfeld did an episode on um, Jerry oh, making right. out with his girlfriend during Schindler's List. Mm-hmm. You know, while watching the movie, they started making out, and that got out to the family. And uh, so that was kind of, that's an extension of the Holocaust, not directly, but. Well. It's not really a movie you want to, you know, get cozy with someone. Our culture is uh, in a bit of a jam, is it? You know what it is? In a bit of a jam is right on. Mm Mm-hmm. Hi, this is Ozzy Osbourne. Stay tuned for more Oz. No. Hi, this is Ozzy Osbourne, and you're listening to Joe. No, one more time. Hi, this is Ozzy Osbourne, and you're listening to Joe. You know. 646-825-5877-615-1500. Jim, go ahead, please. Yeah, Joe, I don't know. Uh, I haven't been watching a whole lot about this uh, shooting in Texas, but when you had mentioned that this good Samaritan chased him for miles and miles, uh, I don't disagree that this guy, you know, a, a good citizen taking him out is, is a bad thing, but his legal issues could actually be the fact that he pursued him. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've ever heard of the... Uh, Fleeing felon doctrine. No. It was a Supreme Court case, uh, really only back in the 80s out of Tennessee, where back in the old days of law enforcement, you know, cops would chase them down and, and shoot them long after the threat was gone. Cops are very limited on doing that now, obviously, but citizens basically, there's, I can't think of a reason where you can pursue somebody after the threat is gone. I mean, this is this is such a drastic case here, but again, it's kind of a, a situation of the fleeing felon and a citizen taking matters into his own hands that far. So something to, uh, unfortunately, this guy might have to deal with. Well, that's why I'm hoping, I don't know if I'm out of bounds here, uh, I'm hoping that... Uh, the uh, law enforcement is saying, no, 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 he killed himself. Maybe maybe trying to keep True. this. Maybe, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, well, thank you. Okay. Yeah, thank you. Ryan. Hi, Joe. Hi. 
Um, my question is, is that the gun store that sold this guy the weapon? I don't know um, if it was a store. True, true. But I, I had heard, I had heard somewhere it was a store. But say, you know, the guy does pass a background check and all that, but the, but the the proprietor of the store just doesn't have a good right. Doesn't he have the right to refuse service to anyone? Uh, boy, I tried that the other day with rental trucks, and I didn't get anywhere. <laughs> okay. I don't know the answer. I don't know the answer to that. Good luck. Yeah. The New York Times is now weighing in. What as I say, say, as you get out closer to 48 hours, you finally. Uh, in 2012, while stationed at Holloman Air Force Base in New Mexico, Devin P. Kelly, 26, was charged with assault on his spouse and assault on their child. He assaulted his stepson severely enough that he fractured his skull, and he also assaulted his wife, said Don Christensen, a retired colonel who was the chief prosecutor for the Air Force. He pled to intentionally doing it. He was sentenced in November of that year to 12 months confinement and reduction to the lowest possible rank. After his confinement, he was discharged from the military with a bad conduct discharge. And the New York Times writes, it is unclear whether his conviction would have barred him from purchasing a gun. We have beaten the New York Times to that punch. Apparently not. Hmm. The case marked a long downward slide that included divorce and being charged with animal cruelty. All right. And the rest of this uh, we've already covered. But uh, it's it's funny what you come across when you have one of these uh, tragic events. And uh, what I've come across is I wonder why he was discharged with bad conduct instead of dishonorably. Uh, dishonorably answers the question, no, you don't get a firearm. Right. Bad so conduct, apparently you do. Uh, I wonder what case... That's bad enough conduct, though. I wonder what case caused this demarcation. I wonder what case caused this distinction between bad conduct and dishonorable. Uh, it seems to me uh, beating up your wife and your stepson is reprehensible if reprehensible is the key word in determining a dishonorable discharge. But you got to think in a, in a town like that, everybody knows everybody. 4% of the town was wiped out. That had to be the last possible thing they expected. Right. And, and, and him coming in with the uh, armor and the, what a skull mask or whatever that, mm -hmm. I mean, he, you think Jim, somebody would have seen him acquiring these things? But what for? What are you doing this for? Kill me. Jim uh, said that uh, he could be in trouble for pursuing uh, after the threat uh, has been has been determined to have ended. I, How do you know? That? Can't you make the argument that nobody knew if the threat had been determined to be done? Where is he going next? And he has a hostage. Yeah, he has a hostage with him. I just hope. You know, I, I, again, we live in such strange times. Uh, is it Williford? Williford is the barefoot, yes. The barefoot plumber. Yes. I just hope, uh, and based on what we know now, Williford did nothing except take matters into his own hands. And I realize the police would not like you to, but uh, he was there apparently long before the police. And uh, I just hope he doesn't suffer for this. I hope he's. I hope he somehow can avoid... Uh, the endless litigation that he might find himself in. Right. Because that potential really is there. Mm. And if you get somebody like the, well, I don't know if the ACLU would go that far. Uh, 
I can't figure that out. Nothing, not, nothing, speak. nothing would surprise me anymore. Yeah, nothing surprised me anymore. But you know what? It just casts a pall over life, doesn't it? It's just uh, coming as it has on uh, darkness closing in now with the daylight savings. I know there's no relationship between daylight savings and a mass murder in a church, but it was ironic that it happened on the first day of darkness returning to the landscape. Well, and not only that, as you said before, uh, we have um, this Texas church shooting, the New York dummy running people down. Uh, Vegas. Yeah, I, I don't... You have to be on alert. As, as, as unsatisfying as it is, you know, I got a beef with the mother-in-law. At least there's a theorized motive here. In Vegas, we still don't have a motive. Right, and we don't know anything. Short of, well, he lost a lot of money lately. Well, a lot of people lose a lot of money. And, and a lot of people have beefs with mothers-in-law. Uh, just we live in we live in dark times. It's just I, I I'm really down about this daylight savings. I don't yeah, want I, it to get dark out at four thirty. I don't want you to be sad either. The seasonal. Uh, well, I'm a twenty firster. I don't. That's that? why I'm a twenty firster. That helps me avoid it because of the psychi- psychological trick I play on myself, realizing that I'm only uh, what I'm under two months from spring. And you normal That's true. people, I know I got a long you winter. Normal people through. haven't even started yet. Mm, thanks for reminding me. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm two months from uh, standing outside in my shorts outside a grill. Wait, we're when we're done with the show at four today. It's still light out, right? Yes, it, it is. Not for long though. Well, no, the shortest day of the year is what December twenty third. Huh? The twenty third. Twenty first somewhere What's the in 23rd? there. First, twenty second. Oh, twenty yeah. yeah. third. Oh, yeah. I remember twenty third is my birthday. Joe, go ahead, please. Yes, uh, back in the 90s, there was a guy that was out of work. He robbed a bank up, and I think, in the Fridley area. They chased him all the way around on 694 down to 494 into uh, through Woodbury and down into South St. Paul. They did a pit maneuver on him at Concord Street. He came off the cloverleaf there, and he had a fake gun. So he points the gun at the cops, and by this time, he's got everybody in the world chasing him. They dumped 93 rounds at him and killed him and then they did an autopsy on him and told the cop that killed him he was the one that shot him the guy was in counseling for quite a while as from the information that i got i don't think the guy ever went back on the street why didn't they do why do why put the weight on this guy i I could not understand that at all what guy the cop that shot the the oh bank I don't robber. know I, it's uh, I'm unfamiliar with it I'll have to do yeah, more homework. But it, I, 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 let's just say I know I know people that were involved. Yeah, and uh, let it go at that. And, and but it just you know it's it's a stupid thing to do, you know to to, to put that burden on the guy. They all you know all, every one of them shot at him. Who yeah. cares who killed him? Yeah. All right. Thank you. We'll uh, be back in a moment. But here's John. Here's John Height in the newsroom. Thank you, Joe. Cloudy and 33 degrees. This update brought to you by Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Store. Proud sponsor of The Beer Show with Chris Reavers Thursday nights here on 1500 ESPN. Uh, the Twins have hired former Indians and Tampa Bay hitting coach Derek Shelton to be their new bench coach. The 47-year-old Shelton spent last season as a quality control coach for the Toronto Blue Jays. He was the Indians hitting coach from 2005 to 2009. Did the same job with the Rays from 2010 to 16. And uh, the position for the Twins, their bench coach position, came open when Joe Vavra left last week to join former Twins manager Ron Gardenhire in Detroit. 
Former twin Jack Morris is one of 10 finalists for the Hall of Fame's Modern Era ballot. The candidates must receive 75% of the vote from the 16-member selection committee. Inductees would be announced December 10th, inducted into Cooperstown next July 29th. Modern Era candidates made the most significant impact on baseball from 1970 to 87. Players must have played in at least 10 seasons that are past qualifying for the normal voting. Uh, the ones nominated with uh, Morris this year, Steve Garvey, Tommy no. John, mm. Don Mattingly, mm. Marvin Miller, mm. Dale Murphy, Dave Parker, Ted Simmons, Luis Tiant, and Alan Trammell. Oh, Louis Tiant. But that's, why? A pretty, that's a pretty good ballot. Yeah. It is a pretty good ballot, yeah. but, but, but they need to put Jack in, and here's why. Because everybody's hung up on the number of victories that he has, and no one going forward is going to come remotely close to 300 victories. That's true. So it's just time to put Jack in. Come on, let's quit being dumb. What's his victory total? 240s. Come on, Johnny. Yeah, it's 240. 240 yeah, from here on out, that might be unattainable. Well, that, that's exactly. just it. I mean, exactly. no one's ever going to get to 300 victories yeah. again. So that 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 needs to that needs to stop being attached to the Hall of Fame voting for pitchers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cam Newton. Appears to be a little confused. Mm -hmm. After the Panthers win over the Falcons yesterday, uh, he was asked about his team trading Calvin Benjamin last week. You know, yeah, we just lost a great player, but nevertheless, you know, the the, the, the Titanic still has to go. So he's on the Titanic. Let's uh, hang on. Let me do that. He thinks the Titanic. I'm gonna run this by you again, just in case. You You mean to tell me? Yeah, we just lost a great player, but nevertheless, you know, the 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 Titanic still has to go. (laughs) That makes no sense whatsoever. Hey, uh, sorry, Titanic. You really got to get going here. It would make sense if he was taking a shot at the team, but he he wasn't taking a shot. No, he's just really dumb. Well, you know how it is. I wish you guys nothing but best. Yep. The ceiling is the roof. Let's make it happen. At least mm-hmm. he was drinking what he said. I love said when, that. you know. Is that Michael guy. Jordan? Yeah. 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 The, the ceiling, ceiling is the roof. ceiling is the roof. is the roof. But MJ was at about a point two zero when yeah. he, when he yeah. uttered that one. Cam was, uh, yeah, he was sober. Cam hey, was you got to keep the Titanic rolling. Yeah, yeah let's, it's, well, it's, well, is, is Carolina in the hunt? Yeah, they yeah. beat Atlanta yesterday. Well, then they're not the Titanic. Well, so did he mean we're rearranging the chairs, deck chairs uh, in the Titanic? I think you're trying to add way too much logic to a really dumb act. Why don't we just do Lieutenant Dan has yeah. legs in real life. Yeah. I think he, uh, to him the Titanic is just steaming full ahead. Yeah, yeah. right into the ice. Right, you, you gotta, gotta go, hits the bird. Right into the iceberg. Right. Yep. And yeah. the iceberg is the Vikings. And it is a sleeping giant book too. <laughs> wow. I don't know. Yeah. 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 All right. The ceiling is the roof. Yep. Yeah. Uh, news notes from today. A shocked former classmate who attended middle and high school with the Texas Church gunman described him today as being heavily medicated and someone who kept to himself despite a lot of posts on his apparent Facebook profile about weapons and atheism. Kelly, dressed entirely in black and wearing a face mask with a white skull on it, according to the Texas Department of Public Safety's Regional Director Freeman Martin, burst into the First Baptist Church in Sutherland Springs, Texas, and killed at least 26 people. A former middle school classmate told Fox News Kelly would complain about his parents and medications during school. Student also said Kelly often posted on his Facebook page about his rifle and atheism and that a lot of his friends quit talking to him by his senior year. Courtney Kleiber, a high school student who identified herself as Kelly's best friend for a number of years, said in a Facebook discussion about the shooting that Kelly was once heavily involved with the First Baptist Church. Texas Governor Greg Abbott today said there was a connection between the what he called very deranged individual and the church where the slayings took place, saying that people will learn about the link. He said, I don't think the church was just randomly attacked. I think there was a reason why the shooter chose 
this church. It was announced, by the way, in the last hour, uh, one of those killed in the shooting was Kelly's wife's grandmother. Mm. Three family members from Matamidi were injured when a vehicle hit a bear on Interstate 35 in Pine County last night. State Patrol reports the incident happened about 7.54 last night. A 2008 Toyota Yaris was southbound on I-35 north of Highway 70 when it hit the bear on the roadway. The vehicle left the road, struck a median cable barrier. According to the incident report, the driver, 42-year-old He Huang Lim, and a passenger, 16-year-old Josiah Charlie Lim, were both taken to Essentia Health with what were described as non-life-threatening injuries. Another passenger, 12-year-old Micah Lim, also suffered non-threatening injuries, did not require medical attention. No word. So they're all okay. They're all okay. Because I had one thought when I saw those names. Uh-huh. Boy, has Matamidi changed. It used yeah. to be full of Swensons and right. Olsons and <laughs> Andersons. It's and like a, basically a melting pot. It's becoming diverse. Yeah. Yep. I did try to find out what happened to the bear, but uh, no stories contained any info about the bear. So I'm probably somebody else dress it. Where'd they hit the bear, John? Uh, it was on 35. Near? Uh, Highway 70, just north of Highway 70. Uh, so it being the Pine yep. County area. Yeah. All right. Yep. I think we have audio of one of the people involved, don't we, Rook? I'm pretty sure that the one man on the scene said, No bear meat at the glory hole. <laughs> I, I don't recall that. No, it doesn't say. Because you guys from out of meat eye, so we know that. Uh, yeah. What that? Well, in God's God, name? Okay. Was that somebody attributed to? I have that? no idea. Uh, there was, uh, it was a story about I don't a, want to hear the story. A bar. A bar. It was, oh. There was a bar uh, called the glory hole, and the bar. <laughs> They were serving bear meat. Facts. B-E-A-R. That's correct. Right. Right. Uh, Governor Mark Dayton gave the oath of office to the new Adjutant General of the Minnesota National Guard, Major General John A. Jensen, this weekend. The ceremony coincided with the retirement of Major General Richard Nash, who led the National Guard in the state for the last seven years. Jensen previously served as Nash's Chief of Staff and as Commanding General of the 34th Red Bull Infantry Division. Former Representative Anthony Weiner reported to prison this morning to begin his 21-month sentence for sexting with a 15-year-old girl. Weiner being held at the Federal Medical Center Devons in Massachusetts, according to a Bureau of Prisons spokesperson. Weiner was sentenced in September by a judge who said the crime resulted from a very strong compulsion. At the time, a tearful Weiner said he was undergoing therapy and had been a very sick man for a very long time. Amid a sexting controversy involving women, the New York Democrat resigned his U.S. House seat back in 2011, only to have new allegations doom his 2013 run for mayor. Country hitmakers Florida Georgia Line have been announced as the first performers at Club Nomadic at Mystic Lake. That's all part of the lead-up to Super Bowl 52. The band will perform the night before the game at the Pop-Up Club, which will be set up at the Prior Lake Casino to feature four nights of entertainment in advance and the night of the Super Bowl. I wonder if that's the Super Bowl party. There's always the Super Bowl party. The one that you want to be invited to. Yeah. <laughs> the Florida Georgia Line performance scheduled for 10 o'clock on February 3rd. Tickets are listed on Mystic Lake website at $200 to $1,500. Oh, my God. Holy 200 mackerel. Jack. Holy yeah. mackerel. Comcast says its Xfinity Internet customers are reporting outages in more than half a dozen metro areas around the country this afternoon, including the Twin Cities. DownDetector.com shows a map of affected areas that included Minneapolis, St. Paul, New York, Chicago, San Francisco, and Seattle. 
Uh, this all started a little after 12 noon today. Uh, Comcast says it has people working on the problems to try to get their Internet customers back online. Hmm. All right, Johnny, thank you. You bet. Dave Dahl coming up. I answered a question for myself. Hi, Dave. What is the weather? That was your question. The question is, what is the weather? I'll be very quick here. Um, no, I'm in no hurry. Um, if Ricky right, hadn't whispered in my ear, I would have had weather made. He would have had his next thought out of his head. <laughs> 30, 32 right now. Head and fry today of about 33, Joe, so we're not going to make it much warmer than we're, where we're at right now. Down to our south, there's some light snow that is accumulating in a couple of spots. Visibility is down to a half a mile right along I-90, basically from there down to the Iowa border. Um, that snow kind of lingers all the way up into the southern portions of Minnesota, into the southern parts of the metro. Some flurries are expected for us, but that's about it. Temperature-wise, we're going to drop all the way down to 21 tonight. That that's should be, chilly, Dave. That's the coldest night so far this season. Last night, I believe our low was down to around 23. And uh, northwest winds will light at 5 miles per hour. Tomorrow, partly sunny, still cold, 34 for the high, 38 on Wednesday with mostly sunny skies. And then on Thursday, a strong cold front comes through, and it's going to drop our high to 28 degrees. We're going to stay below freezing on Thursday. Windy, though, and uh, make it seem like it's probably in the teens all day. The overnight low went, or Thursday night, down to 15. Friday, it starts to warm up, back up to 30, and then 34 on Saturday. Some rain, sleet, and snow developing Saturday. I think it could develop as snow Friday night, and then rain, sleet, and snow on Saturday. Not a big deal. It doesn't look like a, a problem for travel. And then 38 Sunday, all the way up to 46 for the high by a week from today, next Monday, 46 degrees with partly cloudy skies. So it does warm up a little bit early next week. Until that time, Joe, it's going to stay chilly. Right now we're at 32, and I have the records for the day. I was holding out for one more 50. Uh, we may make it. We yeah. may make Before it Before the feathers week. really hit the fan. <laughs> I was holding out for one more 50 or so. It, it might happen, Joe. Next November week. 6. Uh, 73. 73. It has been that warm. Way back in 1893. 1893. And then zero. Zero. And you know the year. 1991. You got it. All right. Thank, thank you. Thank you, Joe. Uh, big pieces in both newspapers over the weekend about uh, scientists really getting to the bottom of the decline of the moose population. Mm -hmm. And it's a brain parasite. It's not climate change. Uh, a brain parasite caused by climate change? No, it's a brain parasite. I guess it's most notable uh, carried by snails and grubs. Okay. And the uh, poor moose get in. I, I didn't know moose ate snails. I didn't know that either. I didn't know they ate grubs. I don't even know what but I then thought again, they eat. Hey, you're a moose. Are that, they, so they're veget... Then again, no. I don't know what moose eat. But right. uh, Let's find out. They, uh, he said that for effect, and he's already on it. In the Minneapolis story, you know, climate change got a sentence, but the sentence was, and I'm, I'm, uh, uh, this is uh, uh, paraphrasing. Uh, the effects of climate change are unknown. But it wasn't it just a year or two ago that we were pretty convinced that uh, global warming was doing it? Yes. Well, uh, they were uh, they were hinting at that in every article that we saw. I had a question answered today uh, merely because I took the time to find out. Really quick, the yeah. moose are mostly known as herbivores, which mean that they only eat plants. Huh. So maybe there's a snail on a leaf or Attached something. Attached to it, yeah. Huh. Uh, I don't like ranked choice voting. Uh, it's, it's I don't either. I suspect it of chicanery. I, I just I just don't care for it. I go into the I I know who I'm going to vote for. Yep. 
when I go into a polling place, which is tomorrow, by the way. Right. Uh, vote early, vote often. I'm going to vote That's tomorrow mercy. morning. But there are, uh, what, seven St. Paul mayoral candidates. So it is uh, expected that it could take four days to count the votes. It shouldn't. It should not take that long. Well, because, Pat Harris should win right away. But because of seven candidates, it's unlikely anyone's going to get more than fifty percent of the vote. Get it? Right. They're going to spread it out. So then, and this really involves math that I'm not going to pretend to understand. Right. Uh, can you imagine the question I had? Get inside my head. What's the question I wanted to know? Uh, who is going to be the one that tabulates this, and how do they compute it to find no, out? No, no, no. I wanted to know, uh, Are there any can I just vote for one candidate? In other words, I oh, was I worried that by voting for one candidate, am I somehow mathematically uh, giving uh, myself a disadvantage? Am I? Uh, if you don't play the game, are you out of the wait, game? Wait a minute. Why would you yeah, be able I, to I, vote for more than one candidate? No, because, because that's ranked choice voting. You so vote you one, say, two, three, four, five, six, seven, and then number one doesn't get enough votes. He gets kicked out, and those votes go to your second choice. Something like right, that. So Pat and Harris again, would be your first. Melvin Card would be your last. No, no. Elizabeth Dickinson would be my oh, last. Oh, Elizabeth. Okay, Melvin would be sixth then. I ran into an Elizabeth Dickinson supporter yesterday who said, Hi, I'm can- campaigning on behalf of Elizabeth Dickinson, and I was not terribly unkind but I said, you've got to be kidding me. Yeah. I mean, that's uh, good luck to you. The that's... environment is the least of our problems. Well, we Paul. got real Quite literally problems. the least of our problems. Right. What did the CP say to you then after that? No, she wasn't around. <laughs> that's why Emily Dickinson's <laughs> campaign person was there to meet the CP. Not it wasn't even in front of my house. Oh. It was somewhere else. Oh. It's entirely possible that the top vote getter on election night will not become the next mayor of St. Paul. That's why I don't like ranked choice voting. Right. That's because if that candidate fails to get more than 50% of the vote, the voters' second, third, fourth, fifth, and sixth choices can be tallied up. The redistribution will go on until one candidate candidate has more than 50% of the votes or only two candidates remain. I think it's bogus. One, one person, I don't know what it's not right, but it's not right. One person, one vote. Yes. St. Paul voters approved ranked choice voting at the polls in 2009. I, I would have voted against it. Mike? Just by coincidence, I was down at the Harriet Island uh, facility looking up some real estate records, and so I walked in to see a sample ballot. And I asked the lady, and it, like you said, it was multiple choice, choice one, choice two, choice three. And I asked her, can you just vote for one person if you choose? And she said, yes, you can just vote for one person if you choose. But Joe's question is, is that going to it does hurt? Apparently, that doesn't hurt me mathematically. Does that make sense? In other words, in other words, if I don't rank them all, but just vote for the person I want to vote for, my vote still counts for as much as if I had voted for all of if I had ranked all of them. I would think it would vote for more because you're only voting for one and not choosing anyone else. I don't want okay. to choose anybody. No, else. that's what he's saying. So, so then, by not voting for second, third, and fourth, you're not helping them at all. You're only helping yeah. Pat Harris, the person you voted for. Okay, thank you. Thank you. In other words, I'm right. I can only vote for the one person I want. You are, uh, you are correct. And that would now I understand that would not hurt your other 
it would hurt the others because you didn't vote I don't for care them. about the others. Right. I'm not interested in voting for them. You're, car- you're caring about not promoting them. Right, right. With 10 candidates on the November 7 mayoral ballot, 10, the likelihood of earning more than 50% of the vote on the first ballot is low. Voters will get to rank as many as six of their preferred candidates on the ballot. What have I told you about voting? We, we have taken something conventional, historical, right. and traditional, and we have made it complicated. Yeah. We have complicated, we have unnecessarily complicated that which was once simple. Right. We had, we had show up that day or we had absentee ballot. Uh, now they'll bring were, it to your house. They'll right. bring a ballot to your house. Hey, it's snowing, it's raining, don't get up. You, we'll come over. We'll come over and help you take care of it. B as in B, S as in S. Here, here is what I'm saying. I just I just erased it's the end of the world as we know. I'll fi- I'll, I'll fix it for you. It's on the uh, liners page. Say, so, can I uh, can I do some self uh, shameless plugs for myself here? Yeah. Uh, the family podcast, the rookie families got together and started a podcast, and we're on Apple iTunes. It's the family podcast, and if you want to listen to some of the kids that you've grown up with the last twenty seven years, they are bold enough to sit around the uh, dining room table and we just talk about life. All right. And uh, I think you'll be. Uh, what time my- is it on? No, no. You you go to Apple iTunes and you download it. We're on SoundCloud. What time? And, what time? And whenever you want. Really? It's, it's on. You should be listening to this on your way home after the Inside Garage Logic podcast and the Garage Logic podcast. What, what time is it on? Let's uh, let's talk. Uh, let's talk after the show. Fifteen hundred. ESPN. You just, you just keep going there. Is KSTP St. Paul, Minneapolis. 31. It's uh, 31 degrees. 